Welcome back to Real Talk Wrestling. I am your host, Josh, with me on the phone. No, guys, I did not fire him. No, yes, he's still here. Chris Koffler, my man, my baby face. What's going on, dude? <laughs> hey, what's going on? It's been a while. Where, where have you been? You know, um, I've been in Hogwarts. I've been um, wherever Mario lives. I've been everywhere. It, it's, wow. just, it's just, you know, you are where you want to be, and I, wasn't, I was just where I wanted to be, Chris. That's where I was. Where were you? Where were you? You know, I've just been here, just waiting, waiting for the call, waiting for the next show. I mean, did did you guys did you guys think we were gone? Look, I'm I'm the edge. We are the edge of the internet wrestling community. We we make returns more than anyone else, right? <laughs> That's what we do. It's we just true. make return. No, actually, we don't miss weeks. Like that was the first long absence since our inception. Really, I think. Yeah. We, I don't in think two we, years. That's yeah. the first time that we've missed more than one week. Yeah, and um, peek behind a little peek behind the curtain. I won't go in depth. Our our roadcaster broke. Well, one week, one week we didn't. What was the first week? Why did we skip the first week? Oh, because the roadcaster broke. Yeah, but then it broke. It broke. And, and then the very next week, it wasn't fixed. I couldn't get it back together. I had no idea. I took this de- thing apart. I uh, thought I had the tool. Didn't have the tool. Had to run to Lowe's. Grab the tool. I, here, here I am walking around with a roadcaster in the middle of Lowe's. Hey, do you got something? <laughs> I said, I said, I, I have this tool, but it doesn't work. Do you have something like this with like one little more ridge? They're like, yeah. I'm like, she's like, damn, I thought that was going to work too. I'm like, no shit. That's why I bought this thing. So apparently yeah. I have the, my tool is missing one ridge. So awesome. But, um, I put it together. We're back to business and we are now ad free for our nice. amazing listeners out there because, um, we're ad free this month. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's all I'm going to tell you. Is it, cause, it. is it because we missed two weeks? Look, did me and Chris get into a backstage argument? Was I throwing elbows? Was he biting me? Or, or, or was he breaking down my door? Maybe, possibly. Maybe we lost sponsors. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. We're back together and we're good. We're doing business. That's all I can That's tell right. you. Feels good to be back. Talking some wrestling. So um, before I go any further, I want to remind you guys, um, I am still verified on Twitter. Although I don't pay for it anymore. Still. Yeah. Well, on my end, it shows it. Actually, Chris, can you go on Twitter after this? I'm, I'm going right now to see if you're truly verified. Because um, my last payment was in January 8th, and it should have renewed on February 8th, and it's not renewed, and I'm still verified. So that means I'm legit, people. I am legit. Tony Khan liked my tweet last week. He loved. Yeah. Remember? Remember? You said, oh, I got Sammy Guevara to like my tweet. Well, I... Said t- two days after that, I freaking got Tony Khan to like mine. And just for that reason, I had an exclusive interview through a friend with Tony Khan today at 2.45 p.m. on yeah. um, iHeartRadio. So I will reveal to you what he said to me during my interview with him through Zach Bobner um, with Tony Khan. But before that, let's get to some professional wrestling. Let's do it. All right. So. I never gave out my Twitter. Josh Kimmel, OUS. RTW Chris on Twitter as well. Uh, man, the show opened up with a, a banger, like something I didn't expect. And I'm talking about MJF, take a shitter, tore the house down. Takeshita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I prefer the MJF route. But I keep on telling people, and they don't want to believe me, but now they're seeing it, MJF can go. Yep. The reason why they're having this Iron Man match is, I said this from day one, 
is because Tony Khan wants to tell you and let everyone know that his champion can go. And he proved it with with Takashita. He really did. That was a great match. Yeah, now I was because that's what I was watching. I'm like, all right, I feel like we're gonna get, we're not gonna get some little gimmicky something, you know, two minute match. Someone's gonna come interfere. I'm like, finally, I feel like we're gonna have a really good chance to showcase MJF and let's see what he can do. Can he wrestle, or is he super limited? And sure enough, man, like you said, I, I feel like they tore the house down. I thought it was great, good, solid opening match there. And I thought MJF looked really good. I mean, we already know Sakashi was really good, right? Oh, yeah. That was never in question. But I thought for MJF, it just showed him that he can go. He's really good. You know, he's great on the mic, and he's also he can be pretty good in the ring with the right person and the right story. And that's the thing is he knows how to sell. And he knows how to tell a story in the ring. Like when he did a knee breaker, the back breaker on his knee, and he's like, oh, screaming because he's in so much pain like that. Is something you usually don't get in AEW. Usually you get a move after move, Spock, super kick, frog splash, fucking triple axle, elbow drop off the top. <laughs> and then people just pop up, right? Where MJF yep. is like doing a move. He's doing a move to inflict pain on his opponent, but still selling the fact that, yes, this hurts my knee too. And that's something you really don't see on that television show. And MJF is someone that can bring that up. There's so many times if you watch MJF closely like I do, and I watch a lot of these wrestlers, especially when you're doing a tombstone or something where your head is hitting directly to the mat, you'll see most of the guys in AEW don't tuck their necks. They don't protect their freaking heads. How many times do you see someone get their head smashed into the mat? And you're like, oh, my gosh. Well, MJF had the same spot last night, and you saw, well, I saw, he tucked his head, made sure he was safe, made sure his opponent was safe. He's just a well-trained wrestler, and we're starting to see that now, and I just love it. Where I wish, you know, just like he said in his promo. Why? Because he's trained, unlike his, your faves, because I don't drop people on their head. Yeah, he's professionally trained. He's a professional wrestler. Yeah. I, I think he's probably one of the best in that business, you know, right behind Brian Danielson and a couple other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. And I did also notice that same thing with the um, tucking his head on that spot. That definitely stood out to me because I was like, oh, man, you know, we haven't seen him wrestle. And normally it's just a couple of um, throwing punches type thing. Like he's actually getting involved in a, in a move here. Let's see if, you know, I'm, I know he's professional, but like he really protected himself. Yes. You know, he really made sure that he was fine. And that's something that they don't really do. And I don't know. I mean, they're all most of them are all self-taught. I mean, yeah, they're trained by other people, but I mean, the, the Bucks are literally self-trained in the you know on a trampoline, literally. So, yeah, uh, I I just like to see that out of my champion in AEW. Now, Takeshka, Takesta, Takesh. Why can't I say Takeshta? Take a shitta. Do you see him as a top star that can compete that will hold the AEW championship, or do you think he's just a very like a, Shel- a step above Shelton Benjamin as a great performer, great athlete, not really good on the mic for different reasons, so he really won't get that push? Um, it's hard to say. Like He's definitely got the talent, but that's the only problem is being on the microphone. Now, would they pair him with somebody? I don't know. I also don't know to answer the question, will he ever be at the top? He's got the skill set, but how old is he? Like, do we have any idea how old he is? I have no idea. I believe he's like 
it's early twenties. Early, These early twenties. Yeah. Let me let me let me look that up while you talk. Yeah. Because okay. what I'm thinking is if now if he was someone that was older, you know, and they're you know, and I say older like our age, you know, then towards the end of his career, then eh, probably not. But with him being as young as he is, maybe if they can find the right story. But as we've talked about before, it feels like there's a lot of other people that need to go through. Um, that need to have their time as champion before maybe it would get to someone like him. He's 27. If he's right in the middle, probably right in his prime right now then. No, that's not true though, Chris. We've seen people wrestle well into their 40s. I mean, look at Batista. He was wrestling. Look at Brian Danielson. He's, He's the best wrestler in the world. If you ask me, Josh, who do you want? Who's your number one draft pick? If you're... If they split up WWE and AEW, and they're like, "All right, Josh, you're in control of one of them, and Chris, you're in control of the other," I'm fighting for that one spot because I'm taking Brian Danielson, even though his age is so late. Like, I get, I get why you'd want someone young like MJF, but I want the best wrestler to lead my company, and he's old. He's he's our age. But that's that's kind of the exception to the rule, though, right? For every one Brian Danielson, how many other people didn't even get close to that age? You know, that's like thinking about the NFL. You got like someone awesome and then played a long time, like a Tom Brady, but not everyone can be Tom Brady. You know, a lot of them are in the league for two, three years and then they flame out. You know what I mean? Yeah, the average. So he could go that long, but yeah. maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't go that long. Maybe he so doesn't. That's, that's why I say, you know, depending on age, but it's hard to say. Obviously, they brought him over, they seem to like him. Um, Maybe he could make it to the top, but maybe he also is Dolph Ziggler. Maybe he's a top guy that everybody likes, wins the matches, but is there to be a top baby face to lose to the top heels? You know? Yeah, and, and that, that sucks. I don't want him. I love Dolph Ziggler, and I don't want to catch yeah, him in that role. Yeah, I love Dolph, too. But, but like, there's only one, there's only room for one at the top. And right now, they have, what AEW has to do is they have to normalize shorter reigns. Not always shorter reigns. Like, not everyone deserves a year. Not everyone. Like, when when Omega held the title for a year, we all thought, okay, well, the next, Hangman's got to hold her for a year. And now we're like, okay, MJF's got to hold her for a year. Why? Why do they have to hold her for a year? Is it be it, it, no no wrestling company ever has done this? I mean, WCW, but it makes them feel more important, and that's what I think what they want to do. When you start hot shotting the belt, okay, the champions don't feel important, and the belt itself doesn't feel important. But this when, way, it's continuing to feel important. But when everyone has a year title reign, then nobody's special because they all had it. Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like not but every I mean, champion. It's not all having a year. Like Kenny had a year, but I think Hangman only had like six months. Because I don't know if it was quite a year though. His, but I get what you're saying. Where they they shouldn't. I mean, I don't want to see it changing hands twice in 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 the same calendar month. No, you know. But maybe someone does a three month run. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Is they don't need to have like these not like so whoever dethrones MJF doesn't need to have this huge run and whoever it's just, I think that's the expectations in AEW because that's what we, that's what we know. Think about yeah. it. We've never, the only time they've ever hot shot the titles because of the whole CM Punk situation. Yeah. Other than yeah. that. So that's kind of a, an asterisk to the situation. Yeah. But, but maybe they can have someone do maybe, you know, whoever dethrones MJF, 
they do a, a, like a, a Miro style title defense. It's short, but there's a lot going on. Really good matches. <clears throat> kind of still a centerpiece of the show, but then, you know, it's, it's over in three months, maybe, but should be maybe a good time for a baby face. Like that's all they need. Cause as you know, you've brought up many times before, the pursuit is always better than whenever they actually get the belt. So maybe for the baby faces, whoever gets it next, give them two to three months and then it's on to the next heel and let the, uh, the pursuit start all over again. And I feel like that'd be perfect for a person like uh, Takeshka or somebody that can't speak on the mic. Not that I'm saying he can't speak on the mic. What I'm saying is, because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I've never heard him speak. I don't know if he speaks English. I don't know. Um, I think very little. I do I know correctly. that MJF mouthed many things out loud to him, and we all heard it on the camera. I don't know if you you caught that at home. Like when 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 the finish happened, I knew it was going to happen because MJF said, "Let's go to the finish." <laughs> and, and then Takeshka went to the outside Did his little springboard thing Counter to the salts of the earth And I'm like well yep he did say it. Let's go to the finish He, I heard, yeah. him, I heard MJF whisper to him three different times During that match I don't know if that's because of the communication barrier Or I don't know if Because MJF is not good at calling matches I don't know But it didn't bug me too much to bring it up But I only brought it up because of the Maybe there's a language barrier And maybe MJF had to speak up a little bit more um, yeah, that could definitely be it. But yeah, that'd be a perfect situation for him because he's he's a babyface champion. He could have his shiny moment against whoever he beat, hold it for three months or so, have another heel take it from him, and it'd be and, and people would be happy. Kind of like a Kofi situation, although don't end yeah. it don't don't end it like how Kofi's ended. Oh gosh, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> don't do that, please. Make it feel all pointless. Gosh, I am so mad at myself. I Not that I had a lot of time today, because I did not have a lot of time today. But now that I'm looking at our next topic, I wish I went back to our last episode that we recorded and published. And I told everyone, do not be surprised when the gun club, when the ass boys become champions, and they will be the ones that beat the acclaimed. I told everyone. Now, you can go back and listen. You can clip it. You could post it. You could write about it. I fucking said it. Um, and it's a good thing that, that it has happened. I was very happy with the end of AEW Dynamite. So what? tell everyone who didn't, didn't, uh, doesn't remember it, what made you think that? Where did that prediction come from? I thought as a fan and as a viewer and as someone who actually thinks about this product at a, a high rate, I don't think that the acclaim were as over as they were. I think they were getting stale. I think that with the whole Billy Gunn situation, him leaving, him getting mad uh, with the guns coming out and antagonizing them for, like, no reason. Like, it's literally no reason. I'm like, okay, they're going to start an angle and they're going to win the titles. No, I thought Billy Gunn was going to turn. I think we all thought that. Yeah. They set it up to look like that, too. And I don't think that it's over. I don't think he turned. I think he... Does he turn at Revolution? That... They need... And I said this during the same damn podcast, during the the same prediction. I said, the only way the guns will be successful with those titles is if their father is managing them and is behind them. And that's what it has to be. It has to. And I think that's going to happen at Revolution. I think he's going to help his kids keep the titles. Um, And I I truly think so because they have to. They, They will be a great heel tag team with their dad too. They will. They will be a great heel tag team. I can't wait. 
Yeah, man, that was, I don't know. You could see the look on everyone's face. Like the crowd fell silent. Like nobody expected that to happen, which is what made me like that even more. And I don't know. I don't think that the acclaimed were stale yet, but I could see where they were going to be heading in that direction before too much longer. So I kind of like the idea of cutting it a little short because it's the whole, you know, the whole saying, always leave them wanting more. Because if we would have just waited until it got real tired and boring, they'd be like, oh gosh, thank goodness we're done with that. Nope. It's still everyone, you know, everybody still loves the acclaimed, except for Josh, apparently. No, I love so, the I love the acclaim. And this is best for you just said it. You just said it, Chris. This is the yeah. best thing that could happen to them because you're leaving the when when a baby face loses a championship, what happens? Usually what happens? What happens is the crowd is always behind the heel because it's fucking cool and we're tired of the baby face. Yeah. So what Tony did was say, okay, let's get ahead of this. Let's keep the heat still on the, the ass boys. And let's keep these guys still high. And, 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 you know, crowd loves them still. Let's do it now. Because that puts more heat on the ass boys. And it puts more sympathy on the acclaimed. And now nobody's tired of the acclaimed because now they could chase again. Yes. It's perfect. Yes. That's why I was good with it. Yeah. I, I think that's but the only great thing move. that's The only thing about it that seems weird to me that seems kind of off to me is the ass boys are tag champions and FTR still never were and never really felt like they were close doesn't that seem kind of weird that you had FTR for that whole time and they never got to get close to the belts are you sure and your lineage the ass boys beat them to it are you sure they'd never been AEW tag team champions were they I don't know. I'm pretty sure they were. Pretty sure they were, Chris. I'm. I mean, I am the show historian. I'm pretty sure. I'm one thousand percent. They were AEW champions for like maybe. Maybe I. And it was a very short reign, I believe. I believe they had. Was them. it during the COVID era? Then maybe AEW FTR champions. Oh, what what a bunch of idiots we are! Right? We don't even know. I I know. I can tell you that they've been champions. Let me see. I'm on their uh, website right now, and I'm telling you. That I don't know. I can't see it. Did you look it up yet? No. Yep, yep, they were. They yeah, were. I knew they were. Yeah, You're right. It was really short. That's why I completely forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they won it. Yep. Nope. That's I completely forgot about it. Exactly. And that's they on, won it September fifth, twenty twenty. And then they lost it November seventh. And that's almost as bad as um never have them at all, as in like you forgot about their reign. That's that's worse yeah. than I never having them. <laughs> 63 days. I mean, that's not a bad rain, but it's not FTR rain. But maybe the, maybe he, maybe Tony didn't want to book them as champions while they were doing this in Japan, that in TNA, this in ROH, whatever. I don't know. Or maybe there's beef with I them in the box. I don't know. The only title reign that was shorter than theirs, tag team-wise, was the Young Bucks. But we all think that was because they beat Jurassic Express and then they dropped them because they were, we all knew they were about to get the, the trios titles. So they had to get rid of them. Oh yes. I remember that. Yes. That was so, very short. Yeah. So that's, that one was really short. So, but there was a reason behind it. So yeah, I forgot FTR did have it during the, the 
pandemic shows, but it was so quick and unmemorable that I completely forgot. So my mistake there. But still, they, they were like number one contenders for like, what, the last year and never got close to it then. All of like 2022, you know, and they were probably one of the most, you know, decorated teams of 2022 and never got close. They got all those titles, but never the company that they worked for. So there's a lot of rumors of them going back to the E probably are. I would, I would go back. I'm to the point now where I don't want to talk about the E on the show. Um, I don't want to like support them, but if you're a professional wrestler right now and triple H is running the show, what's more enticing a spot where you have, and I'm not, I'm I'm not going to talk about bosses or company. I'm just going to talk about opportunities. Do you want to go to a, a a company that has three hours of national television or seven, right? More spots, more opportunities, more matches, more TV time. Do you want to go to a place that has probably more money to give you or less, right? WWE probably has more money. I think they're going back, but do you think they go back as Dax in cash? Do they, because you know Tony Khan was such a fanboy. He's probably like, yeah, we don't, I don't want your rights, bro. Let's show your stuff, man. Give me a hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I just, as far as going back and forth, bosses aside, I feel like something that also has to play a factor into it, too, is what style do you want to wrestle? Like, do you want to really open up and showcase yourself and fly around the ring? Or do you are you looking more at the long game, or maybe because they're you know they've been wrestling, they don't want to take any insane bumps anymore, and maybe they do want to take it. Um, you know, as far as the actual matches themselves, that's also a, I don't know. It's kind of hard though, because then they got the bigger schedule too, if they go back there. So maybe not as insane matches, but a lot more of them. All the house shows, you know what I mean? I mean, AEW. We're gonna talk about it later. They got house shows coming up. They've got some, yeah. I think it's because some of the people said they wanted them, though. Why do you think That's they signed? Why do you think they signed and hired Jeff Jarrett? He's not there to wrestle full time. He's there. He's there because he knows how to put on shows and he knows how to um, book that those kind of. That's what he does. That's all Jeff Jarrett's ever done. That's why he's there. That's the real reason. Yeah, and he knows that. He's admitted. Everyone knows it. Like this is this is he's hired as that. I don't know his direct title, but he was on Jericho's podcast talking about it. How he was brought in to do to coordinate live events, house shows, and then Tony asked him to wrestle one day. That's how, that's why he's wrestling. He was brought in to literally create and promote house shows. Yeah. And then they asked him to wrestle. So something he's like, okay, sure, I'll wrestle. But what was I talking about? <laughs> um, Where do you want to be? Going FTR. Yes. The, if you listen to Dax, you listen to Cash, you, you, you know anything about these guys. What do they want more than anything else in the history of the world? What's their main goal? Number one goal. You tell me. To be the best tag team ever. You're not yep. going to be the best tag team ever wrestling for AEW, playing second fiddle, going to New Japan, going here. You're not going to be known as that because uh, sad to say, and it is true, if you go to WWE, you will have more exposure. You will be in video games. You will be on the cover. You'll be on the fucking cover of these uh, posters. and You'll be on everything. Now, AEW has that too, right? But we all said it. What's, what's more well-known? What's If anyone says, elbow from the drop rope or top rope, WWF, no one says AEW. 
You're going to go somewhere where you're going to be recognized, where you're in a headline wrestle. The same reason why Cody left. You want to be on top. Oh, Cody's always wanted to be the big fish in the big pond. That's always been his goal. But that's FTR too. FTR wants to be known as that. They, they, they want to be, they, they think they're better than the Usos. But think about this though. Maybe they do go there, you know, to, they've kind of gone and they went to AEW. As a result, they really got to showcase just how popular they could be. Right. Because they going to AEW helped them out some though, because they got to showcase themselves on AEW and then that allowed them also, they would have never been able to go wrestle for AAA and New Japan and all this other stuff if they were still working for the E this whole time, right? So they got to go there, and then now, you know, we're all talking about them. What were they doing in the E when they left? They had some cream something that made them drag their asses on the stage. That was the last thing we saw of them. Or the... The, the, what was it, the DX show or whatever, where they were just getting lit up, you know what I mean? Like, that's that was the last things they did over there. So it's not always it's not always perfect over there either, you know? It, it's not, but there's new... There's, look, I understand. I understand. I don't want to get into a huge... I don't want to get to a huge <laughs> WWE debate. I don't want to do it. But there is new management, and there is new creative, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it. You know, we're, we're yeah. seeing an evolution of that company and, and they want to be a part of it. And I'm not saying they do. Maybe they don't, you know, maybe they don't, but you can't tell me you can be. The, and you know, I, I thinking about the ROH titles, the new Japan, the AAA, all this, all this stuff. And look at it as a 21 year old female. That's super hot, right? Seriously. Now, what is a 21-year-old, and I'm just speaking in terms, what does a 21-year-old super hot female want to do before she settles down? Before she goes and gets married, what does she want to do? She wants to go to Europe. She wants to go here. She wants to go to nightclub, and she wants to go to Paris. She wants to do everything because she knows she, she only has this moment to do this. And then, But at the end of the day, she wants a family. At the end of the day, she wants to be a wife. Yada yada yada. Then she then she settles down. It happens all the time. Come on, Chris. It happens. That was the most interesting wrestling so, analogy I've ever heard in my life. But isn't it true? FTR but only had this one moment. Saying, FTR it, only had this one moment. They did it. They did everything. Now they now can go be. To come home now they can down. go home and be the greatest. <laughs> if if we're gonna, I'll just add this last thing though. If we're gonna add in management to the conversation, then to me, yes, it makes a lot of sense because of who is going to be or is running the show. I think then it makes a ton of sense because Triple H made them look awesome before. I am totally good with them going back over there with Triple H in charge or at least running creative to where they're not doing stupid skits about some itchy cream. Uh, I would rather see them get to go wrestle and be be the team that we've seen for the last, what, year and a half, two years now. Let them be that team, but in WWE. And I'm good with it. And last word on that is we haven't seen them on TV much. We know they're big Phil Brooks guys, CM Punk guys. Are they being punished? Do they want out because of that? We don't know. We're not there. But it's something to think about, really. Because they've yeah. always been correlated with CM Punk since he arrived. And we know CM Punk is... The Young Bucks and the Elite literally picked the song to antagonize CM Punk and they're still yep. using it. 
They said that just is one of their favorite songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coincidentally wanted to use it for their trios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coincidence, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the elite, what a fucking transition. We are going to there. <laughs> Dude, this was like, I, I feel like MJF went out there with Homeboy and said, all right, guys, follow, follow us. Follow that, guys. Good luck. And then the next match will the next match was a women's match. So I mean <laughs> we all Ooh. we all turned the channel on that one. But <laughs> it was bad. And I was then, so happy real quick. Yeah. I was super happy for them. I'm like, good, they didn't get the cooldown spot tonight. <laughs> Finally, they have a chance to showcase themselves. And big botch. Ooh. Big sloppy botch there. Everything. Great. Everything was. It was a disaster. <sighs> it's a disaster. <laughs> I could care less about this. I do like the turn. I do like that we're cheering for Hater now and we're cheering for Brett because it shows that Tony Khan can adjust and go, okay, yes. the fans love these people. Let's give them that. Um, but I'm just not into the story at all. I'm not. It's so bad. Well, we're not talking about that. The Elite. Was it? Was this the next match? The next match was the Trios match with AR Fox and Darius. I think, but I don't remember the exact anyway. order of the show last night. I know the opener and the closer. Another great match. Flippy floppy everywhere. Love it. I, I love the fact that they can take a superstar like Kenny Omega and just throw him in a trios because he's just a wrestler. You would never mm-hmm. see that. You would never see, now that Big E's like a single star, you would never see him back with the New Day because that's WWE sucks. Uh, but I just love it. I love everything about this whole story. They're trios championships now. But what's next? We talked about it. We don't really have a trio's com- com- competitor. We don't have one. Yeah. They are lacking. They might just do what they did. What was it on Rampage? And just kind of throw three people together. Say, <laughs> so here you go. We're going to feed you to the elite right now. I just, but they got to get something going for the pay-per-view, though. Because that's, what, like three weeks out? A month out? Look, I know that we that we don't want this. I know that nobody wants this, but sometimes the thing that we don't want is something that we need. And Adam Cole came back and we haven't seen him since. Right? Remember that? He came back. Yep. I'm, I'm back. The whole lock. We haven't seen it. has been what? Three weeks. Haven't seen yeah. him since. Nope. But we do know he's wrestling at revolution. So I know yep. that like whoever it is, whatever, let's spice shit back up. Let's just get Adam Cole involved. Let's let him fight. We never saw it. We never saw it. And I want to see him versus the elite somehow in some way. Some We never get a like, Don't you want to visit that? Yeah, I would. Can we, for like one night only, can we get the, the trios match that we were supposed to get? But there, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Bobby Fish, where where you at? TNA? Come on. Yeah, what are you doing right now? Come on over. I don't know what Kyle, I don't know how his status is. I know he was hurt. I don't know if he's, how hurt he was. But I don't know. I just feel like they need need something to spice it up because all it is is the elite come out, they put over young talent that, like, top flight, and then the second match they bury him. Or not bury him, they beat him. Like, what else can they do? What's next for the elite? I feel like these titles are like the women's, um, tag team titles useless. Yeah, because there's not enough. But well, that's so weird because like everybody's in a faction in some sense. Yeah, but like, does anyone want to see Roosh and um, the Butcher and the Blade? <laughs> like, what story are you gonna get out of that? What story? Yeah, you're not gonna get a story. Yeah, are you gonna put JAS against them somehow? Jericho and Sammy and 
you, you no. could, but but do you want to see Kenny and, and Jericho again? Like no, exactly. So so what do we do? What, what do we do? Do we make it Parker and the other dude and and throw in you know Sammy Guevara or Daniel Garcia two point weren't they, they were a team right? I don't yeah, know. no. What about uh, Parker and the other guy and Swerve? I thought that was kind of a. They could be in. They could be some filler. They could do a little something there. I, I guess they could. Do we know the guy with the tattoos? Do we know his name yet? I haven't seen him since. I don't know. He's tattoo guy. <laughs> I haven't seen him since. The thing is with these trios titles is what I thought was going to happen. There was not enough trios. There is not enough story. I mean, you can only beat the House of Black and you can only beat the Death Triangle so many times. They yeah. just need to freshen this thing up, and I don't know if if they bring they want to do Wheeler U. It's right there. They if they don't do the the Combat Club, Yuda Moxley, and um, Cesaro, then what's what's the point of this team? What's the point of this team? And where's Brian yeah. Daniel? I I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like these. They've titles. got four people there. They could pick three of them and get rid make of the- something happen. Get rid of the titles. Let Omega go back to singles and let the Bucks run the tag team division. Let's do it. Like I, I'm sick of these trios. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You already don't like them, huh? Yeah, they're they're on. They're already on the level of that and the um the fake Intercontinental title, the whatever it's uh, all all Atlantic. Why do you do all Atlantic? Yeah, you know hard it is to put two title. A's. Yeah, European. It's too so hard to put two A's back to back for me. <laughs> all Atlantic, all Atlantic. Oh, it's so hard. What a stupid idiot. Tony, I should have asked you that in my exclusive interview today. Exclusive. Oh, wait, are we, are we getting to that now? Or are we still saving that for a little later? You know what? Let's get into it right now. Let's get let's into it right now. It. We're, let's, let's just right there. Just move it yeah. up the list. So, so um, Tony Khan was on my local radio station uh, down here in Tampa. And my buddy, Zach, who knows nothing about wrestling, um, was interviewing him because he's doing radio. He's actually doing radio row for the Super Bowl all week. So Zach's talked to many people, many Hall of Famers. And Zach texts me, goes, hey, Josh, I got Tony Khan coming up in 30 minutes. Get any questions? I'm like, yeah, I got a bunch. So I just fired him off, fired him off, fired him off. And um, the one he landed on, which this is why we're bringing it up now because we can go ahead and piggyback on it. Um, I asked Zach to ask a question like, hey, do you find it challenging to book a baby face champion versus a heel? Zach didn't have time to answer that. They only had three questions. So one of mine got in um, with, and mine was with the new ESPN deal with the other, you know, going into other countries, whether it be New Zealand, Australia, I forgot the other one. Um, what's next for AW and what should we expect as fans going forward with live events? And his question or his answer was, oh, yeah, we're going to London in this time. I forgot the time he was going to London. I'm a terrible interviewer. Sorry. Um, going to London. We can't wait. Yeah, we're starting this house show system, house rules. The fans are going to love it. We're doing a mini tour, trying it out. Um, and that's all he said. So there's my interview. Um, he's really hyped about house rules and they're going to London. All right. <laughs> but I'm surprised. I'm surprised in there you didn't ask him, hey, why do you keep dodging Tampa? Well, oh, for your shows? well, I didn't have to ask him because before that, Jay Retcher, who's Zach's co-host, asked, hey, man, Tampa's a freaking hot spot of, of wrestling. Why haven't you been here? And all Tony can say is, seriously, I love Tampa. You guys have a great market, great wrestling history here. I cannot wait to book a show in Tampa. It's coming this year. Don't worry. So. Okay, because they're back in Florida soon. I saw tickets on sale, but it's four hours away from here. They've hit just about every other big city and even smaller ones than Tampa 
but still no Tampa. Yes. So with the, the reason why I brought that up is because it is kind of not breaking news anymore, but yesterday um, it was broke that ESPN, they're going to broadcast on ESP, ESPN exclusively in Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific Islands. So this is pretty huge, um, I believe, for the company. Anytime you can partner up with a big company like ESPN, who's owned by Disney, um, allows you to air your television show in, in other countries to spread out. That right there is what you need. You, I feel like Tony's finally opening, not finally, but is able to open up his gates, let other countries in a little bit easier with his ESPN deal. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's great news for the company. I feel like it shows that they're growing. They're really getting themselves on the map, right? Because who would have thought that this little company three years ago that you'd be saying they're striking up deals with ESPN? So it's definitely a step in the right direction. So that's awesome for them. As Triple H called them, a little pissant company. A t- and, a yeah. lot, and a lot of uh, haters earlier on, oh, a t-shirt company? You mean, yeah, right. You remember that? They're all calling it a t-shirt oh, company. Yeah. And now yeah. here they are striking a deal with ESPN. They're, they're taking steps. You know, they're not going to be at the same spot as the E because they've got a how many year head start, you know, but yeah, they're doing exactly. good for where they're at. Uh, yes. And the last match I want to talk about today on this show is, uh, and then we'll get in some Rebel, the Rebel Revolu- Revelations. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson versus Roosh for no reason. Well, the reason is to fight. It's in JF's gauntlet of people, right? Yes, yes. To fight people that don't really like MJF, but, so, they, but he paid him. That's so lame. They got to get rid of that. If I see that again, next, if the next feud is the same shit, this this championship's a failure. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, they got to come up with something else. Over it. It's, just, it's all he knows how to do, one-trick pony. But great matches, though. Like They're all great matches with Brian Danielson. Like This probably was the match of the year so far. I haven't yep. seen anything better than this. No, this one was incredible. What a great close to the show right here. Well, well, for us, they they, they should have closed the show with that. They should have the AEW should have closed the show with. Yeah, yeah, but it was it's, it was so great, bloody. Uh, my wife came in during the match and it's like this the same old prototypical mouth breather. You know, this is fake, right? And Brian's like <laughs> Brian's like bleeding everywhere. I said, yeah, it's fake blood too. She's like, what? I said, yeah, it's fake blood. Yeah, he just put ketchup all over his face. Sorry, you didn't, you missed it. She goes, what? I said, it's all fake, like you said. And then, and then she she watched the move. She goes, oh my god, they almost died. I said, no, no, it's fake. Don't worry, they get crash pads. <laughs> just, Don't worry, it's fake. But anyway, um, that match was brutal. I mean, uh, there were spots. Brian is so good, he can make you think he's gonna lose, but you know he's not gonna lose. Like that's how yeah. good he is. And the crowd was into it. The the small crowd there in Del Rio, the C C, like oh, I yeah, love awesome. that was amazing. When a when a when a crowd makes something and turns it into their own by themselves organically, like that was amazing. I love that. Yeah, yeah. The, the crowd definitely had really good energy for that match, which I think definitely helped it. It's always yeah. good when the crowd gets behind the match. Yes, yes, but we—I honestly forgot that was the last test. I thought I, I thought it was one more um, until like the very end when the MJF came out and who's not having it? And, you know, he locked him, locked him in the thing. Um, a little anticlimactic, like, oh, where's he at? Oh, MJF walks out there. You got to count, and he makes it by like three. She's like one, two, three. Oh, there he is. 
<laughs> they didn't even make it a struggle. I thought for no. sure there'd be someone on the ramp like to protect it, like to beat his ass, and then him barely get in. But anyway, yep. like that's the only, that's the only complaint I have on that one. Great match. I, I mean, there's nothing to say. Great match. It sucks he's gonna lose to MJF. Yeah. But do you think it's a like a one nothing situation? I can't well, see Brian ha- taking. What happens? What happens if they tie? Well, well, I know that that's what that's what they're gonna do. First off, that's because that's what I was thinking. That's that's more the, than anything. That's the Shawn Michaels, um, Bret Hart ending one hour Iron Man. It was zero zero, and they went to overtime. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know. How, I haven't seen a, <clears throat> a whole lot of Iron Man matches in my day to know how these things work. Yeah. So Shawn, Shawn Michaels and um, Bret Hart. Uh, I think it was WrestleMania. Yeah, they went one hour, no no falls, and then they went to overtime, and then um, Shawn won, and that's when the boyhood dream came true. And then um, Sh- Bret Hart, his whole th- he, he's Bret Hart's the fucking worst. Um, his because ho- I only know this because I'm watching um, um that show um, Monday Night Wars on YouTube where they compare each show like literally weekly, yeah. and I'm I'm past that finally. And um, Shawn Michaels is like, there was a one hour Iron Man match. There was no overtime. That wasn't in the rules. I should still be champion. What a pussy ass champion. You're supposed to be the baby face. <laughs> No, as a baby face, you should have been like, oh, overtime, I didn't have the guts. Uh, take accountability, Bret Hart, you cry, baby. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what they'll do. They'll go to overtime, which I think is going to happen because I don't see Brian taking more than one fall, and I don't see MJF getting pinned at all. Or some no. So you think it's going to be a one nothing overtime win for MJF? Or there could be a DQ situation where – um, MJF gets DQ'd somehow because you can do that. Yeah, and then that would count as one. So, yeah, Danielson, I could see that. But uh, the way I would book it is a draw and then go to overtime and um, have him beat him then. Like, cheating, dirty. Like, obviously, like somebody coming out or something happening where he cheats to win in overtime. Yeah, or he gets his ring out, like always. I wouldn't do the ring again. He's already used that ring on him. I think you can't. Yep. Like, I think you have to do something else. Whether it be maybe a surprise um, person comes out and beca- but he doesn't need anyone like that, so that wouldn't work. Or maybe maybe somebody comes out to attack Brian, and then that sets up Brian's new feud. We've seen that before in wrestling, where some why is he here? Uh, you know, we we've seen that mm-hmm. before. So I don't know. Something to look forward to. I'm excited for the show. Yeah. By the way, Spectrum. Oh, Chris, I didn't tell you this, and you're going to get a good chuckle over this. You're going to get a good chuckle. Guess who was charged $150 this last cable bill? And guess why? They, for what? For an old pay-per-view? For three old pay-per-views. Oh, they got you. <laughs> they found me in the system. I called. I said, what is this? I didn't order these. They're like, yeah, you did. You just never paid for them. I said, I was never charged. I thought it was part of my package. <laughs> They're like, sir, you can't think that. I said, yeah, I thought it was part of my package. And they, said, and they, they backdated me, but they agreed to make, let me pay fit one at one per month. So. Yeah, because they can't just hit you with all, <laughs> they did. all those charges at once. They it's hit me. Fair. They hit me hard. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Life came at me fast that month. But uh, <laughs> So I uh, no, no more free pay-per-views for me, but I'll still order them all. That's it. But, yeah. Uh, oh, Rebel Revelations. I Let's was I was watching the show last night and I'm um, thinking about how bad 
how bad Rebel is and how bad that segment was and why is she out there? What does she do? Has she ever wrestled? Has she ever been a manager? What has she ever done to be to get this role? I just don't get it. Where did she come from? What did she do before this? So I looked it up. Did you know did you know any of this stuff? First off, she started off in Ohio Valley Wrestling. She was a champion there once. Good for her. She was rated number 49th best women's wrestler out of 50 in 2017. Good for you. You made the list. <laughs> you're, for, you're first and only. And you're, you were almost last. Good for you. You weren't last. She was the River City Women's Champion. Good job. Congratulations on that River City Championship. Um, she's the tried and true women's championship in tired and true pro wrestling. That was a classic match. Classic. Um, she's won. <laughs> you still got beef, huh? You still and, got beef. In the final, you're still a little salty. In the final award, it. in the final award, the final accolade for this wonderful, illustrious career, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the Wrestling Observer, gave her the award for the worst match in 2016 when she wrestled Shelly Martinez at Knockouts Knockdown 2016. Congratulations. Worst match of the year, 2016. <laughs> she sucks. Oh, She can sucks. We get a, can we get a Josh versus Rebel feud going? It's, it's over. I, that's the match I want to see at Revolution. <laughs> she sucks. Oh, man. You're going to get our show blocked. She's going to eventually find my account. <laughs> I think it was me doing that. Saying these things, and then I'm gonna get blocked. I'm gonna get my first Twitter block. I'm clipping that. That's going on the clips. I'm gonna learn how to do it, and I'm gonna tag her with your account. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the wrestling world's gonna hate me, and I didn't even do it. They were not even gonna no, realize that no, I'm the baby face of the show. Nobody likes Rebel. Nobody. So nobody would hate you. Rebel sucks. <laughs> Rebel, you suck. All right, that's the podcast. Oh, um, Huge shout out, like always, WWE Jobber. You're my boy, homeboy for life. Gareth, you still suck. Um, we'll be back next week. The board is fixed. We will not miss. You know what? You know what, Chris? How about this, what? guys? You might get two episodes next week. Chris, they're not going to. But you might get two episodes next week. You never know. I got to make never up. Never know. But highly doubtable. Highly doubtful. Um, enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. Go Chiefs. Chiefs by Fitty. Chris, who are you going for? The Chiefs. All right, good. Because I can't stand the Eagles. Yeah, neither Second least favorite team. Yeah, Eagles suck. Eagles fans suck. Philly sucks. Philly people yep. do not deserve anything good. Seriously. Nope. Ever. The worst. The worst of the worst. Um, that's it for the show. Catch us on uh, Twitter, like I said, Josh Kimball, OUS, RTW Chris. If you're still here, hit the like button, subscribe, five stars. Peace out, Chris. See ya.